What's going on, everybody, man? Welcome back to the A&E Sports Talk um, podcast, man. We got a free a- free agency frenzy show, man. A uh, lot to get into, man. I'm still, I'm here with my boy E, man. What's going on, Errol? I'm mad as hell because I was at work all day while y'all, you know, texting my phone and let me know all these great updates. I'm just like, this is crazy. So we need <laughs> to go ahead and get into it, man. I got, I mean, I got to get some stuff out my chest, man. This is crazy. Yeah, man. So, you know, you know, we're gonna go we're gonna go over a lot of these deals, um, deals and transactions that have been agreed upon today. Um, now I wanna preface this by saying like all of these agreements, they're they're agreed upon, but they're not official until Wednesday. Now we've seen in the past, like I remember uh Anthony Barr a couple years ago, maybe in last year or maybe two years ago, he agreed to a deal with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then, like two days later, he decided he decided against, it, and he went back to you know Minnesota. So, you know, these deals are pretty much ninety five percent you know done. But you know, anything something can change um, last second. We we've definitely seen that happen before, where guys change their mind. Um, so, man, first and foremost, man, let's get off into the biggest trade so far. Uh, the biggest news: the Houston Texans. Send DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson. This was nuts. Like when I saw it, like when the news broke, they only said David Johnson is traded to the Texans. And then about ten minutes later, they was like, "Oh, DeAndre Hopkins was in it. Uh, was in the trade too." So this is like it was, you know, both of them trading. Um, you know, of course, they're getting being traded for each other, and of course, there was some draft picks involved with it. So the Cardinals got um, DeAndre and a fourth round pick, and they sent David Johnson and a second round pick over to the Texans. And I, to me, man, this is just a complete steal for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you're getting a premier uh, wide receiver. Uh, DeAndre Hawkins only 27 years old. Uh, one of the best players in the NFL, a, a good weapon that you can, you know, have with, you know, your young quarterback for, for years. Um, this is just, I mean, and, and and not only that, they get rid of a contract that they didn't want anymore in David Johnson. They bring back their running back that they do like um, and uh, King and Drake, who's a better fit in their offense. And it's just and they and they still keep their eighth over eight um their number eight pick in the first round, so they can still address the offensive line, do all this other thing. This was a complete steal. I don't know what Houston was thinking. Um, to give me your thoughts on this, man. I think Houston gave up. Like, like just kind of, like you said, I don't know what they were thinking. But the more I'm starting to like actually watch these hot not highlights, but starting to watch some of these analysts talk about it. I mean, in theory, I would think you can get way more for DeAndre Hopkins than what they did. And um, I'm not going to say David Johnson's washed up. I just don't think he fit that system very well that uh, they were in. Agreed. So I I think he's actually going to be okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess I'm wondering, like, is it, it – could they really not have gotten a first-rounder out of this? I guess is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, did they, did they try the best I, they could to get the best deal, or did they just kind of like uh, – I'm at odds with David Johnson. I'm the coach. I'm the GM, too. So I'm just going, you know. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm at odds with DeAndre Hopkins. And if I'm Bill. I'm yeah. Ready. The only thing that I can kind of, um, the only thing I can really put my finger on and say is the best guess as to why they decided to do this is um, 
the money situation. So DeAndre's probably gonna be up due for a new contract, almost some more money here soon. Um Houston has to pay Deshaun Watson here soon, and they have to pay Laramie Tunsil soon. That's gonna take up a, a large percentage of their cap. Um of course they got JJ Watt taking up a lot of their cap too. So it's kinda like, you know, uh, they don't really they don't have too many picks. I believe they did. They ended up getting two picks back. So having a second just in general is okay. But I mean they literally they got fleeced in these deals. Even the Laramie Tunsil deal, they gave up too much for it. Um, but that's the only way it can kind of make sense for me. They feel like they you know, this is a deep receiver class in the draft. Um, they might be able to get a talented guy in the second round, a decent player in the second round. But man, I could uh, gracious. I'm telling you right now, if I'm a fantasy owner, do not draft Deshaun Watson. <laughs> do not draft Deshaun Watson because all them 50 50 balls going to be going the other way <laughs> um, next year. But um, yeah, man, I, I just I can't get it. I don't understand. That's why I'm more baffled though because I'm like, look, if it's one thing I knew about the Texans, it's that Will Fuller going to get hurt. I know for a fact Deshaun Watson going to throw some stupid ass balls. But um, how the hell? I mean, I'm not going to say how the you can get rid of Hopkins, but at least, at least get something back. Like I, I'm expecting at least a first round pick. I mean, I, who are they throwing the football to? Uh, I mean, I guess that they're gonna get you know Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. And I grant, I, I believe those are good, two good complimentary players too. But you need a a, a dude out there, you yeah, know. You need an out. And uh, I think that's exactly what I mean. I think that's what they're missing. Like, kind of, it's kind of funny too, man, because there was a, a viral clip that went around where the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver coach uh, went up to D Hop last year and was like, "Man, you know, I've been watching a lot. I just want to let you know you're the best in the league." And uh, D Hop looked at him straight in the face and said, "I know." <laughs> I was like, "I love it." And now he's out there, man. I, I'm really excited for what you know Arizona is doing, man. They're, they're really it's going to be a really interesting division next year. Really excited to see it. I agree. So let me ask you this: um, Do you think? So you know how throughout the year sometimes they have rumors about you know Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins at odds, and you see how during the game sometimes he wouldn't throw D Hop's way because D Hop is obviously getting double triple covered and he getting frustrated. I mean, do you think? Uh, do you think do you think Deshaun well how do you think Deshaun Watson's going right now? Put it like that. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it uh one way or the other. But uh, I think from a competitive standpoint, I think he thinks okay. But um it's just gotta it's gotta be a blow. You know, knowing like now maybe they have a plan. Maybe they have something cooked up their sleeve or or something, but you know, I I just it's going to be tough, man. It is going to be tough. And another thing, too, I think the best thing they have going for them is their division is not good. So uh, the, n- none of the teams in the division are that good. And I don't think too many people are worried about uh, Tennessee's the best team in the division, uh, clearly. But um, that's that. I mean, it still can be had, you know. So, um, I mean, I don't think anybody's scared of Tennessee, but Tennessee still like. But I think most they had to pick a team they'll say it's Tennessee, but Jacksonville is awful, and Indianapolis is awful. So, yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson can win you win you a few games too. So, I think they're they're okay. But I just, I mean, Arizona won that like by far. I love it for Arizona, and I hated hated it for the Texans. If you're 
<laughs> don't you get rid of JJ Watt if you don't get rid of any star on your team? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Watt? I don't know. JJ Watt, you know, I he know he, he's not been healthy yeah, these past few years. I'm getting rid of JJ Watt. Like, I mean, I, well, I mean, if I can, of course. I'm. But who's to say? Like, what would you give up for JJ Watt, though? Say you're a GM for another team. What would you give up for JJ Watt? Knowing his injury, wanna... knowing his injury history, and the amount of money he's making. I don't want JJ Watt. Exactly. So that's why I think they couldn't do it. But I think there's teams that would though. <laughs> like, it may, like, but I wouldn't. So out of ten people in the room, I think I'm the one that don't want JJ Watt. I think everybody else probably is like, we can, we can, we can make him work. You know, I'm sure we can, we can make this guy do something. Like, I'm sure somebody else does, but I don't. I refuse to believe that's not an NFL team that would not take him. Put like that, right? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, look, man, to me, what's going on? Well, what's going on with uh, the Ravens, Swan? Like, I'm, I'm sick. Of yeah, so let's let, let's talk about you know, um, the Lamar Land. Uh, the Lamarville Ravens. Um, Eric DaCosta is doing a fantastic job um, taking over his GM for Ozzie Smith. Uh, I mean, Ozzie Smith, Ozzie Newsom. Uh, he's been doing a, a really good job. Um, they were able to uh, trade and acquire Calais Campbell from the Jaguars for a fifth-round pick. And so the thing about this, to me, is not that they just got him for a fifth-round pick, but the fact that they got him for that same fifth-round pick that they traded for, they traded a kicker for last year. They had a backup kicker, uh, Kari Vedvik. They traded him to the Vikings for a fifth-rounder, and that fifth-rounder turned into Calais Campbell, and that is just unbelievable to me. Uh, Calais Campbell restructured his deal, and they also just signed Michael Brockers. So I'm just, I'm just like blown away by what they were able to do up front on D line. Of course, they they franchise tag Matt Judon, but I think they're going to get rid of him or trade him. Uh, is that going to be like a tag and trade type thing, type situation? Because especially with them bringing you know Calais Campbell and Michael Brockers. But uh, man, what do you what do you think about th- those two moves for Baltimore? Uh, you heard what I said. I'm sick of it. You heard what I said. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of, I'm tired of Lamar Jackson getting stuff he shouldn't get. I'm tired of, I'm tired of looking at free agency and seeing Dallas never made no trades, no signings, no nothing. Oh, speaking of, we'll get to Dallas in a minute. But I'm sick of it. Um, why is now? Don't get me wrong, Calais Kimball, You know he product of Miami. Miami usually mates, you know, Baltimore Ravens. So, I mean, you know, I'm glad we're going to lead Lamar. And I'm, I'm going to adopt Lamar, you know, into my little my organization this year. But I, it just feels like teams are gearing up for Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson for the playoffs. I mean, am I, am I wrong in that? Uh, I wouldn't say you're wrong. Um, I, I know Baltimore, um, they were 14-2 and two last year, but I don't – I think going into the season, I think everyone would agree that nobody thought that they would come close to to doing that. Now, I pick, I personally picked them. I thought they would win the division, but there's no way I was thinking they're going to be walking around in the, the season boasting the best record, having the number one offense, 
uh, top ten defense and all that. Like, I, I just no way I thought that was gonna happen. Um, I just, I just couldn't foresee that. But um, they definitely had holes though, and I think you know people were legit in their reasons on why they thought you know you know maybe uh, Cleveland would win the division or or Pittsburgh, but. You know, Baltimore definitely had holes. Um, you know, it had a lot of guys leave up front. And th- then there were questions about who Lamar was actually going to get the ball to. And I still think they have questions, you know, with that um, on that side of the ball. But um, I think getting Calais Campbell, man, that's just like parachuting a rock star on your de- into your defense um, as far as his, his level of play, uh, his leadership. I mean, playing the run, the pass. Calais Campbell has been a monster for the past 10 years, man. It's, and he's still playing at a high level. I think PFF had him ranked as a top three edge defender in the NFL last year. Um, like, he's been up there with guys like, you know, um, uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, all of those top uh, D-line guys like Calais Campbell, is, is an, and he's an elite football player. So getting a guy like that, man – you know, it's it's just huge. That is huge for that I mean, team. What you expect? You know, he went to school. <laughs> Come on, baby. Like, I know. You know, been right, been down there in Duval County, been in Florida for a long time. So I agree. You know, I, mean, I don't expect nothing less. To the but, right That's all. You know. Yeah. So I I think uh, Baltimore is off to a good start. I still think uh, they need to inject some more speed. Um, into their front seven. Now, granted, Calais and Michael Brockers are good at stuff in the run. Calais is great at getting to the quarterback. But, you know, if somebody gets loose or outside the pocket, they're not running anybody down. They still need spe- uh, speed in the front seven, um, I think. Um, but uh, moving on, man, to some other other big time. Um, oh, Baltimore also, they got they traded, uh, before we do that, Baltimore traded Hayden Hurst, their tight end that they drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. Uh, they traded him and a fourth round pick <clears throat> to, um, ATL. yeah, to the Atlanta Falcons for, um, a second round pick. So Baltimore had now has two second round picks and a first round pick, which I think what they could use to you know go up and do whatever they want to. Um, if they want to move around or just hold tight to the picks, that's that's another great move for them. Hayden Hurst, I think, still is a really – I think he's a good football player. I actually think he's going to be better for Atlanta than Austin Hooper was, who's now signed with the Browns. Because um, Hayden Hurst is explosive and great after the catch. I think – I really believe uh, Matt Ryan is going to do well with him there. And I think it's I think it's better for both of their careers. But Baltimore hit a home run with Mark Andrews. Um and him and Lamar Jackson's chemistry is just unbelievable. They also get that first round contract money off, so it frees up even more money for Baltimore. So I'm, I'm just man, I'm just, Baltimore's doing a, doing a, a fantastic job. Three picks in a three top sixty picks. Uh, what is it? They got three picks in a top sixty versus the, uh, with a fourteen to two record. He just made these two signings. They're 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 doing a really good job, but um. I'm sick of your teams. I'm sick yeah, of your teams. Yeah, let's 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 uh let's move on to some other some other news, man. Let's go to um let's nah, talk I no nah, nah, I just gotta say this. The Warriors already started that BS when they got when they pulled somehow pulled all these first round picks back for all this bull. Then they got Andrew Wiggins. Then they like I'm sick of this. And then no, I'm I'm sick of your teams. I feel like you just picking teams that happen to get good at a certain time. 
But I mean, you know, one of these days, like it's like you're really gonna. <laughs> That's all. Anyway, anyway, um, some, <laughs> let so, me talk. Let me talk about Byron Jones' sorry ass for a minute. Oh my god! <laughs> not paying no cornerback in the NFL. I'm not paying no DB. Period. That kind of money. I'm not. I'm not giving no DB seventeen million dollars to play cornerback. Byron Jones was not even that good last year for Dallas. He had one good season for us, in which he, you know, played great. You know, uh, if he had a casting at that time, I could understand. I'm not paying that. He barely even played for us last year. Seventeen million. That's what the Dolphins gonna give him. Like, come on, man. Tuan, who was the best cornerback in the Super Bowl? The best corner in the Super. Yeah. Oh man, um, I couldn't say <clears throat> it wasn't Sherman. Right. He was probably the highest paid though, right? And, and what he did. Season though. Yeah, I'm paying this. The, the two. I mean, they paid Xavier Howard. They, it's a new CBA, so seventeen million dollars. Why it is more than anybody else? It's not too bad. And it, it, Byron Jones was still like a top. I think I think PFF had him ranked in like the top thirteen. He was like number thirteen or something like that in corners last year out of like hundred and thirty corners. So he was like number thirteen. Yeah. But you gotta also He only played eight games. Huh? He only played eight games. But that's fine. If you start a game and don't finish, I don't I'm not gonna give you credit. But when you're out there and you're guarding the other team's best receiver a lot of times and <clears> you're playing man to man, like he was, he had a tough assignment every single time he went out there. And he's one of the best that can do that in the world. So I understand why they give him the deal, right. and also the fit because uh, the Dolphins, of course, uh, Flores is their head coach. Flores is a Belichick disciple. Belichick loves to play man-to-man defense, so he wants to have man-to-man corners. So he got Xavier Howard and now Byron Jones. He had two bookend corners, and we know that that's what Bill Belichick loved to do. So I figured that's what he finna try to do. And I, Detroit, they probably finna do the same thing with Patricia. I know there have been rumors about Darius Slay, but I don't think they're going to get rid of him. I can see them keeping Slay and then drafting uh, the kid from Ohio State. They had them two booking corners, that you know, guys that can play man-to-man. So that's kind of been like the the um, the the prototype for, for uh, that, that Belichick-type defense. So I wasn't surprised to see him go there. It makes absolutely perfect sense. To me, um, but Miami has so much cap space, man. I mean, so much cap space, and now all they have, they have so many draft picks. I think I'm telling you, and I may have said it on the last podcast, but I really think Miami is a candidate to be one of the biggest turnaround teams this season um, with the two first round picks, to where they can possibly draft Tua and Jerry Judy, and pair them up with Devontae Parker. Um, They'll have enough cap space to go after somebody like Melvin Gordon out the backfield. It's, I am really, I really think Miami is in a position where they can really turn things around quickly. Um, I believe they uh, they signed uh, Kyle Vanoy from the uh, the Patriots. Um, they did. They got a yeah. They got another guy. Um, what's the kid name? The defensive Austin from Clemson that uh, played for the Bills. They signed him. So. And they signed uh the, the what's the lineman? He played at Miami. He, played, he was playing like guard or something for the Giants. Um, uh, Flowers, Air, Air, yeah, Air Flowers, yeah. They they signed him. Why the hell did you bring him up? Oh, I mean, they they I mean they you, they brought him back. You know no, you know he sucked. Why would you bring him up? I'm just I'm just I'm just saying they 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 plan on playing him at guard. 
and um, <clears throat> they figure they can get the most out of them. But all I'm saying is Miami has a lot of cap space. They're making moves, and uh, I really think they're they're candidate for a quick turnaround as a team. I'm not I'm not down. Listen, if I'm da- if I was Dallas, I would have rather paid Byron Jones seventeen million than give Zeke all the money that they gave him. Oh, uh, here you go. Talking crazy. Yeah, no, ain't no talking crazy. What did Zeke do for y'all last year? Paid him all that damn money. Now Mark Cooper out here talking to other teams. Byron Jones is gone, but you're gonna and but you're gonna pay Zeke when the, the running back is the most easily replaceable position in the NFL. You could have drafted a back and it came out there and gave you a thousand yards next year. I'm sorry. I don't need a, I don't need a thousand. I'm sorry. I need more than a thousand. That's what Zeke gave us. He was still a third leading rusher last year. So no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, oh, yeah, yeah. So, but okay, I'll catch some more pack. But okay, it's a couple of thousand worth getting paid, making sixteen million more dollars than any than the running back you could have. No, nah, man, I'm sorry. I mean, who, who could we have though? You can have Jonathan. You can have Jonathan Taylor. There's no games due to injury. First of all. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what do you when you act like he's not worth it? No, you're right. Like he, he doesn't miss games to injury. He doesn't. He miss games to due to suspension. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so I mean that's the risk right there. Everybody do stupid stuff sometimes. I mean, man. All right, so I, I want to get to this cowboy thing because I I got some questions for you, the cowboy guru. Um, now you already <laughs> know how I feel about it. I felt like the Cowboys made a mistake, uh, paying Zeke all of that money. Um, I thought they should have just rolled out the contract <clears throat> and uh took care of uh, the the premier position that's harder to replace and, and positions that affect the passing game, meaning the quarterback the pass rusher, the receivers, and the corners. Those are the most important people, and that's why they're the most highest-paid players as well, and the, and the left tackles and, you know, the tackles. Anybody that that's, has a high effect on the passing game, that's what I'm paying first. But I disagree um, on that fact, though. Like, only because you can't do anything as a cornerback in the NFL. You can't touch them. You can't hit them across the middle. Like, you can't do anything. I, I so, think like, that increases their value for the great ones, though. I think that's why if you really do have a really really good one, then you're gonna good. Like I will value, I value coverage over. I even um, from the standard of, of pass rush versus coverage, I value the coverage over the pass rush because you can generate pressure by just dialing up blitzes all the time, like Baltimore does. Baltimore got like six first round draft picks in their secondary. I would take that any day over a running back. They paying um, Mark Ingram nothing. They got Gus Edwards, who's making nothing, and they got another rookie running back who's making nothing, and they running for 7,000 yards a game. And, of course, I know Lamar Jackson has a big impact on that, but even the games where Lamar Jackson ain't running crazy, they still running for a buku amount of uh, yards. So, How many great cornerbacks are there? How many great ones? Yeah. In the NFL, I, mean, I, mean, I would Do you deem great? I would say right now I would say about three. Okay. Or four. Three. I'll say three, three to five. Okay. So we got Jalen and who? Stefan. Okay. Two. Um Jalen, Stefan. Uh I mean I think those two. I think them two in the class Stephane. by themselves. And that's what I'm saying. Now they getting paid now, well, I'm not saying they're getting paid a bunch, but I'm saying did they teams have legit chances at the Super Bowl? I would say no. No. The Rams didn't and the Patriots was washed up, so no, they didn't either. So that's what I'm saying. Like I I hear what you're saying, about but it's not like they had that effect on the game, though. They're not. They're not affecting they the game do. like that. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, I, I still, I still, I disagree. I think they still do have a big impact on the game. You could still, you could generate pressure, you could, but you still had to have decent or really good cornerback play. 
I just thought about if you have a good one impact and the things that it allows you to do from a coverage standpoint, like for a while, the Patriots were having like a tremendous this on record pace setting defense. Now, granted, a lot of that had to do with some of the teams that they were playing and the offenses that they were going against. Um, so I, I can see that, but yeah, I can, yeah, I know, I, I can see that, but it just allows you to do so much, um, from a defensive aspect if you have guys out there that could that can get play well because even with quarterbacks people are playing like I, I i think you should pay people based on just on a regular scale like basketball and baseball does it doesn't matter what position you play they're just going to pay you on what you what you deserve but in today's game i i just see the the passing game is so important um like I would just play, I would pay those players more of more value than I would a guy like a running back. Cause it, I've just seen too many examples where those guys have been replaceable. Tannehill just got paid before Derrick Henry did, and everybody's gonna say that Derrick Henry is the reason that they they made it so far, and that, that you know he carried that offense. He, you know he was the real engine behind it. But at the end of the day, when they was losing that game to the Chiefs and they had to come back, Derrick Henry, Henry was hardly on the field, but one person was touching the ball every single play. And that was the quarterback. So he's going to get paid more. They're going to value him first. And these receivers value first. And so in order to stop that on defense, you got to value the person that's going to cover them receivers and the person that's going to sack that quarterback. So that's why I look at it that way. Not to digress too much philosophy thing. As a Cowboys fan, Dak got um, to the tag. We got Dak on with that getting tagged, that still that allowed for now negotiate also with other teams, and um, uh, of course that made Byron and um, as Zeke and everything else is pretty much locked. But how are you feeling right now? How do you feel the state of the Cowboys and um, where they're at right now as a franchise going forward and money situations? Like, what what would you like to see going forward as you head into the draft? Um, I think we're going to wrap up Amari this week, uh, probably between today and tomorrow. Oh, we're, we're recording this podcast on a Monday. So basically I think we're going to wrap this, we'll probably wrap up Amari either, if not Tuesday, okay. then Wednesday, that franchise. So I'm good with that. Um, I've been seeing mock draft saying we might take CD lamb if he's there, which I would love, but I'm going to tell you one thing. If we mess around, take a receiver like CD lamb. And that don't put up numbers this year. I don't want to hear nothing about Dallas ain't pay him and they don't respect that. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Because if that can't perform with Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke, all these weapons, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it, bro. I don't. So I'm glad we franchised them because uh from the numbers I was reading, I think you kinda also saw it. It was pretty much saying around about thirty three yeah. million and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Why he didn't take that money, I don't know. Because I haven't really seen him do much that would say he deserves more. Um, I, I don't... I don't know, bro. Like, I, I really just don't understand why he... Did. Well, again, he want, he thinks he's worth more. Hey, more power to him. But I'm I'm not personally thinking we should pay him more. Um, the defensive thing, like, I, while I do agree with you that we do need... Uh, well... We probably should have paid Byron. Um, again, I just don't think we can give him $17 million per year, the highest-paid cornerback. Like, I 
I think I think that's about four or five cornerbacks way better than Byron that I'm giving money to before I give it to him. If I can get Chris Harris on a deal where it's like twelve million, eleven million, much rather have that. That wouldn't be bad. So, but I think I still I think Chris Harris more of a nickel cornerback. But I tell you what, if, if um I agree with you with that, I would take uh somebody like I'll take a flyer on somebody else for six or seven million dollars playing just straight up man to man coverage. And if I can get them for like a reclamation project type player and pay them eight million dollars and save eleven, yeah, you can do a lot with that eleven million dollars. Yeah. Like I would take um well of course I would take Xavier Rose for like eight million, but I would take somebody that about Xavier. Like I, I ain't taking. Hell no, nah, but he gone anyway. <laughs> but take a flyer on a guy like that for a reclamation project. See, hey, look, I few. I, I, that makes sense. My bad, but I mean, keep going. No, you are good. But that's what I want to get to, though. Like I just feel like we can get somebody cheaper. Um, like I said, I. Personally, the way I look at cornerbacks, like I said, I think it's way too hard to play cornerback in the NFL. Like, you cannot touch these guys. The receivers are so dynamic, so fast, so strong, so quick, agile. I mean, it's just it's just too much going on to where I think uh, one player can shut down another <laughs> entire game. So, as much as I like to talk about Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins, I know for a fact I'm going to get a battle. Jalen going to win some, DeAndre going to win some too, but you're never going to see a guy completely shut no, the guy down. You're, it's, you're uh, right. You just got to have a guy that can slow him down a little bit. Nah, we did see Jalen shut down A.J. Green. So, I mean, to yeah, y'all yeah, UGA yeah, fans, yeah, like, yeah. I know you. Yeah, they, 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 hey, look, all I, I ain't heard from A.J. Green since then. That's all I know, man. I don't know where the hell he at. One catch for seven yards, but get out of here. Anyway, so um, so do you feel like you know what 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 do you want them to like type of you know kind of address as that now that they've pretty much you know made clear the things that they're gonna need? What you want to see them address early in the draft? And tell me what you what you want to see them address if they keep Amar and if or if Amari goes somewhere else. If we keep Amari, I still gotcha. want him. Right. If he, like, I still, I still want him now. For some reason, I don't. I want to ask you this: There's such a like difference between mock drafts. I see between like some have like Henry Rose from Ooh, going in the top. Some have Henry Rose going at like 28, and I'm just like, I guess my thing is, how can there be such a difference in like these? Mock drafts like now. I do get that with uh with the trade we just saw with DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, Arizona, I saw them like at one point looking at receivers. Well, they're clearly right, probably definitely not going receiver no more. They're probably going off. Uh, yeah, which they need. Yeah, God, they need that. But I guess uh I don't know. So you tell me. The Ravens have a first yep. round pick this year, right? Where they going? I'm trying to get Henry Ruggs. Okay. So I'm you want to trade up. That's the only person I want to get. I try to trade up and get Henry Ruggs, use that first, use that second, and maybe use the second next year to try to trade up and get uh Henry Ruggs and then draft a guy like Willie Gay Jr. in the second round of linebacker out of Mississippi State. Um just somebody just an explosive guy. Um that's what I that I would do. But they, yeah, they they got a first rounder. That's what I would do if I was there. Okay. I, I mean, listen. I, I'm I'm borderline. 
I'm borderline on the point where Henry Ruggs is like almost on the same level. I have Henry Ruggs over CD Lamb. Um, and I like CD Lamb a lot. CD Lamb reminds me of um he reminds me of like Reggie Wayne, like a mix between Reggie Wayne and uh what's the guy's name? I can't even think of his name, but he, he reminds me a lot of um of Reggie Wayne. I I like his game a lot. Um, but I just well, CeeDee have- Lamb and Jerry Judy, they both have something that just they just got that different type of juice, man. No, yeah, hey, they just got it, and I and I and I and I'm really close to putting, you know, um, almost on the same level as Jerry Judy, but you know, Jerry Judy's route running, his open field running is just it's ridiculous. But Henry Rudd got that that stuff you just can't teach, man. He got that beat beat speed, and yeah, like, you just can't like that stuff completely changes the game. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Dallas and I see C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs there, I'm going Ruggs all day. It won't even be a question to me because that type of dude scares the crap out of everybody, and it opens up everything for everybody else. So that even I use the example like the Houston Texans, <coughs> like the Houston Texans are have a good offense, but when Will Fuller is on the field, whether he playing whether he playing good and going off or not, when he's on the field. That offense is completely different just from him just being out there for like, oh man, this dude run for two. We gotta watch out. And if we don't watch yeah. out, next thing you know, he still end up behind everybody, one way or the other. So it just and it opens up everything. It makes that all that offense is completely different with when Will Fuller's on the field. Now, granted, it's gonna be real different now, of course. But um <laughs> I if I'm Dallas, I would go Henry Ruggs there or if one of the corners fall, like if I can get like the uh, the tra- uh, uh, Stephon Diggs brother that played Alabama, if I can get him, I would go there. If I get, I go CJ Henderson. If I'm Dallas, you know, corner might be a prime spot because there'd be some corner, some good corners there available. Of course, you won't be able to get a cooter, but if I can get corner, I would definitely go corner right there. Um, if I'm Dallas, um, I don't believe either. That's the only thing. Like I just feel like. I feel like somebody gonna fall in love with rugs at a pro day. Day. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So what would you do though? So I mean, you you still just you just want CD regardless. <sighs> My receiver is a Judy one, CD two, rugs three. I hear everything you're saying about rugs, and you're kind of want like I feel like I'm you kind of swaying me to want to put rugs at two, but. I just feel like I've seen CD too much over. I feel like I've seen CD do too much over the few years he's had with each one of them having a different quarterback. I'm just right. like, I, I like what he do. <laughs> like you're right, like, you ain't wrong. I like I don't think you'll go wrong with any either one of those dudes. But if it was like a preference type thing, like I want the dude that's gonna keep people up at night. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, that yeah. that's the only thing. I, the only difference I can say, but but yeah, man. Talk to me about uh, the Patriots. What they, what is Tom gonna do? Um. Well, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't say. I, I know they um. I know they lost Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins just signed with the uh the Lions, of course. Uh, yeah. going back to Patricia, um, they lost Kyle Vannoy. Uh, they did bring back uh the McCourty twin. Um, but as far I I, I just. The Patriots are lacking in weapons. Like to me, Tom Brady should 
if I'm if I'm running the show in, in New England, I'm trying to get playmakers. You know, I know Bill Belichick got like 117 running backs on the roster, but like you need <laughs> receivers that can actually play, get open, get open downfield. Uh, um, I think that should be priority number one, and uh, for them, and you know, trying to you know get guys to help out Tom Brady or whoever the quarterback will be. But as far as what Tom Brady's going to do, I have no clue. I'm sick of that, by the way. I'm sick of the running backs thing. Like, give a guy a chance to get into a rhythm. I feel I feel like I, I, that, that era's got to be over, what Bill Tate has with the whole, I'm going to play three different running backs. You ain't going to know who I'm playing this week. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to out-scheme you. Like, that's got to be done with, right? Yeah, it, just, yeah. it might as well just move James White to slot receiving. You'll be fine. <clears throat> Yeah, because you don't never give him the ball to run. You yeah, for it. real. Like, it's Rex. crazy. I'm sick of Rex Burkhead. Uh, you got Sonny Michelle. You might as well use And didn't they, you, they draft – uh, didn't they draft the, uh, the the guy from Bama? Yeah. Uh, second or third round, Damian Harris? Damian Harris, yeah. Like, you might as well use these guys. Running backs don't last long anyway. Why just have them sitting there? Like, use them. <laughs> like, let them play. Like, I can't – I cannot stand that. But – Get him. But hey, I wanted to um so I wanted to get back to your division. Um I want to talk about um the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, of what course, Philly, Philly won the division last year. And uh we ain't gotta bring that up. You know that I problem. mean, yeah, we do. Uh of course they won they won the division last year, but they um and I thought this probably I haven't heard many people talk about this yet, but they actually signed uh and of course, they're letting um, Jason Peters hit the market, but they really do like the the kid they drafted. I was name Andre Dillard that they drafted. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like him. But Jason Peters is still a great player when he's on the field, winning. But he's going now. Talking about him. And that is going to be hell. Uh, I mean that uh, that's going to be in trouble with them too. They are be able to generate such a pass, a push and pass rush up front with those two guys. Um, who you said? Big, big. big. Who, who you said? Javon Hargrave. Who you say? Javon Hargrave. Oh. From the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they so they have so they basically gonna have Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, um, and Javon Hargrave rotating in there. He's a great uh, run defender and also can push. Um, one of the top, you know, interior linemen along with. It. But now he's not in the same tier as guys like Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald and Calais Campbell. Like he's not up there. JJ White. He's not in that tier, but he's a tier below that. So you got a guy like that right next to uh, Fletcher Cox, along with guys like Malik Jackson. I thought that's going to, you know, I think that's going to be a really big signing for um, for Philly, who already has a talented roster. Of course, they they still need to fill some stuff out, getting cornerbacks and you know receivers. But you know, and I want to ask you one thing about Philly. So, um, is this? Carson's Wentz is this Carson Wentz last chance to prove himself? Because I, you know, I've been done with him for like two, three years now. Is this his last year to prove that you know he's the guy? 
Nah, he's got one more year after this. Uh, if he doesn't have a good year, I think fans might be. Well, my, my friends that are from Philly, most of them are kind of mixed on him. Some love him, some hate him, some say he hasn't really had a chance to prove himself. Which, eh, but um, I don't think I don't think this is the last year. No, I think uh, I do not think they win the division. Let me start there. Dallas will will run that division. Um, I think I think the talks will begin. I think it's, you're gonna hear a lot more of that Nick Foles talk and all that. Well, did they do the right? You're gonna hear a lot more of that storyline come about, right? Um, but no, this last year, no. Uh, speaking of Nick Foles, um, are they trying to move him again? Yes, a lot of teams are trying to um, trying to get in contact. Um, one big thing I'm hearing about is the um, the Colts, and also I believe the Bears, but. Um, yeah, the, the Jacksonville is trying to just trying to get out that contract. They're, they're trying to get rid of every contract that they have at this point. So, um, yeah, I what is the with the Colts, by the way? Well, why are they trying to pick up every old court? Why do they want Philip Rivers? What, what do they do? They hate Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett is just not that good. Like they're not going to win with him. Like there's just so much more that they that needs to be done. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they just they, it's a they, they got a long way to go. Um and Jacoby Brissett is not the gonna and he, he everybody's you know pretty much sees it. So um yeah, they're definitely gonna have to 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 mm. Yeah, big time. Definitely gonna have to do something there big time. So what are your thoughts okay. on, on everything that's going there? Uh, I don't really care. I, I just see Jacksonville got this fire sale going on. I'm trying to get Yannick, you know. I mean, we might as well. I mean, we ain't doing nothing else. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm I'm, really waiting on a few more names to drop. Like, I, I need I need to see what – even though I don't think Brady's going anywhere, I'd love to just see a headline say Tom Brady to the Bucks because that's one of the team apparently that's really trying to get after him. Um Really want to see what's going on with Amari. If Amari goes to another team, I would not even be heartbroken because I don't even like Amari Cooper like that. But I just want to see what deal is. I, I want to see what kind of deal he gets. If he gets somewhere around Odell money, I will be. I'll, I'll be a little surprised. I'll be honest because um, I actually heard one of the analysts is talking about a little while. I'm not sure if it was Lewis Reddy, Steve White, the one saying that Amari Cooper. Has to be one B. He cannot one A, and I cannot agree anymore. Amari Cooper is not a one A receiver to me. He, he's got to have. I don't know. He, he can look great against certain DBs. He can. He can look awesome against you know, maybe the second DB on the team. He may be the few first DBs, but I just don't think he's that guy. I don't think he got that dog in him. Um, what's your honest opinion on Amari? Um. I really like Amari, man. I think he he lacks concentration sometimes, and he have some mishaps, some you know, some just some random drops. But it's just as far as his skill level, like I, I, I do, I think he's in the class with guys like uh, D Hop and Michael Thomas. I don't think he's in that tier with those guys, but I think he's like. I think he. It, tell me if this makes sense. I don't think he's in their class as far as like as a wide receiver, but I think he's more talented than all of them. 
like as far as his route running, run after catch, speed, um, just oh, playmaking ability. Like that I makes- think he has it, but sure. but he's still not in that class. And I I, I really want to say it's just not he's not consistent, but I don't know really what to put my finger on to say like, but you're not them. Like you got all of this stuff that they don't have, and you show it a lot of times, but. They're just they're really great all the time. And you're really great some of the time, and I don't know what I I I can't really put my finger on what it is about him. You know, I think it's confidence personally. Like I really think it's confidence because, like you just said, he's probably faster than those. He's definitely faster than those guys. He runs better better routes than those guys. Um, and like you said, he's probably just as skilled as those guys yeah. are. But oh, I don't think he believes in himself like those guys believe in himself. Yeah. Like. Uh, what does Michael Thomas do better than Mark? In your opinion, he's just a dog. <laughs> he he's just a it, dog. Right? He's not scared of him. He can go get it. DeAndre Hawkins, I ain't even got this. They just dogs, he's, man. He's, he's just dog. You just don't know how much dog. As I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't know if Amar got that dog in him like that. He got the talent and all this yeah. stuff, but it's like you gotta have that 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 chip, man. That chip on you. As, as much as as much as folks make fun of Odell. <laughs> Odell still got mm-hmm. some dog in him. Now that dog might be playing. Boy. It's uh, real emotional, might... but he got a, he got some dog. dog. Might be a little chihuahua, but might... you know he got some dog. Dog in him. might wear... <laughs> might wear paint sometimes. That dog, but I mean, hell, that thing got dog in him though. So yeah, I mean, I just want Amari to get some dog about it. Like I just, I feel like Jalen Ramsey up against Amari Cooper today. Jalen gonna get in that boy head so bad. Oh. That boy. Gonna... He might delete his social media. Ain't no telling. Because Amar, I just feel like Amar is that guy. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, I just really want to see how it shakes out, honestly. Uh, people, by the way, I've been telling Tuan, this has been the worst four days without sports in my entire life. I don't know how we're going to keep going. I hope we can still continue to give y'all a podcast. ESPN has been so depressing before this free agency. Yeah. Because just. It's showing reruns of games in 1986, like people. <laughs> we need sports. A 30-day sports ban. I don't know how I can do this. Like, uh, I need, I need, I need y'all. I need, I need constant contact. I need y'all to keep me motivated because this, this is terrible. Uh, Tuan, how are you dealing with uh, the no sports uh, ban hiatus, whatever you want to call it? Um. It's it sucks, but at the same time, like uh, you know, I, NBA was just starting to get cranked up. I think that's the worst part about it. So like, I was just starting to get back into my NBA flow, um, right? But you know, and it kind of like stopped. So I'm glad I wasn't like full on into the NBA yet, um, before it stopped. And um, but hopefully, man, everything get back to normal. You know, I've talked to you outside of the podcast about like I think all this junk is a bunch of overkill. Like I'm watching Donovan Mitchell doing interviews, talking about some like if y'all wouldn't know who I was, and I'm walking up and down the street, y'all wouldn't even know nothing. Like I feel fine and all this stuff. But you know, whatever it is, I hope it all ends soon. And uh, so just not just with sports, but everybody can get back to normal. Me personally, I'm not concerned about any of this stuff. Um, I only fear something greater than all of this, and that's the only thing I'm scared of. So I just, it's a, it is what it is. But it when, it's, you know, I, I will say this one good thing though, and I, I've seen it on social media, is that I'm really 
appreciating a lot of these old clips and these old games and stuff they're showing because like I forget about stuff sometimes and I don't know how but I like, just looking back at it, I'm like wow I remember that like I remember this game or or you know like I'm just getting a lot of old school clips and a lot of old school games on a lot of these channels so that's been pretty cool but I mean I still I need to still need to see sports man like them shut like to me like I'm more sad that like guys aren't doing pro days right now like that's really like pissing me off right now like i need to see this guy work out he didn't work out at the combine i want to know what he's gonna do and i like that stuff right there was what's getting to me yeah i can see that um i understand it <laughs> uh like i said hopefully it doesn't last too much longer but it seems like they like even it's crazy that like you said basketball was just heating up for me too and we had just seen Steph come back. We were seeing LeBron versus, uh, you know, well, Lakers versus Clippers. You know, guys are actually getting chippy again. Thank God. Oh, my goodness. I was so happy to see that. But, yeah, like, the day that coronavirus mess came out when they said it's Rudy Gobert, I know Zion's supposed to play that night, and I was looking forward to that Zion game. And when I heard that they had canceled the game, like, it just felt like a bad, like an ominous feeling. Like, I don't know what it was. And, boy, um, I talked to people at my job, like customers and stuff coming in. They're saying the same thing. Like, how are we supposed to live without sports? <laughs> like, I don't know how folks – I don't know how folks don't like sports. Like, when, I, when I'm when i sitting here watching TV, I'm like, y'all watch this all the time? Like, y'all don't ever watch nothing else. <laughs> Like, even baseball I would take right now. That's how – that's kind of how annoyed I am. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. But, yeah, man. So, um, I wanted to uh, just go over, like, a couple of more uh, transactions that we've seen um, happen and then talk about a few of the guys that are still left out there. Um, so, um, uh, uh, well, got this, of course, my guy, Marcus Mariota, uh, is signed with the um, – Las Vegas Raiders. I've been saying it for the longest. Um, so Derek Carr gonna get ready to go ahead and get up off that seat. Um, I can't wait to see the deals of this turn, like the um, the all the, uh, the the details of it. But uh, welcome back, Marcus. Do what we do. Um, uh, who else signed? We had um, yeah, yeah. Go past. No, nah, we're gonna talk about yeah. that. Oh yeah, let's talk about let's talk let's talk about this irrelevant <laughs> sign and Jimmy Graham sign with the Bears. <laughs> okay. Low. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, AJ Klein of the Saints just signed with the Bills. Um, not really much to see there. Um, other than that, that's really were those were the pretty much the biggest deals from the day. I think we went over. Oh, oh, cannot forget. Cannot forget James Bradbury. The uh, New York Giants signed James Bradbury on a three-year, $45 million contract. Um, a lot of people are back and forth with Bradbury and Byron Jones as the best cornerback available in free agency. Uh, of course, he had great size, and that they're going to be pairing him with uh, uh, the kid, DeAndre Baker, that they drafted in the first round last year. That was pretty good. And, you know, they're saying uh, the Giants are going really hard after uh, Jadavion Clowney. So um, that I thought that was a pretty big sign, and also, man, you know, Cleveland made some moves. They uh they signed uh Jack Conklin, they signed another uh lineman. Um, and one interesting sign they signed Case Keenum to a three year deal of eighteen million dollars. Now the thing is, is that Keenum was that's um, surprising. 
All right, y'all, we back. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's Case Keenum. So Case Keenum was signed by the Cleveland Browns as well. Three year deal, eighteen million dollars, ten million guaranteed. Um, I thought this was an interesting pickup. Um, provided the uh the history that Case Keenum had with the OC, um, with the head coach now in uh in uh Cleveland. I believe his name is Stefanski, Kevin yeah. Stefanski. Yeah. And um, you know, Keenum was they were together in Minnesota when Keenum had that magical run right. that they had. And um so I thought it was very interesting that they're bringing him in to back up Baker Mayfield. Um if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm, I'm feeling the warmth of my seat with a move like this. I'll say wow. that much. Wow. Um because of the how poor he played last year. Like and how they're just not wasting any time. You got a new you're, you're on your third regime already, which of course does not help. He's about to learn a new offense, and they're bringing in a guy who played in this offense who had a ton of success in it, and they're bringing him in to come in and back back you up. And you're you're learning something that he already knows and it's already has success in. So that's never a good situation, in, and it may you know cause Baker to you know to start trying to do more than. What he's capable of doing, trying to you know stretch things. Cleveland also they got Austin Hooper, so it's a lot of you know, you know Baker can get place where he's trying to do too much, you know, and that could be bad for him personally. Too much bad for Cleveland if Case Keenum came in there play. But uh, if Baker Mayfield plays his potential, of course, I think the sky's the limit for for Cleveland. Um, but I just thought it was a very interesting pickup, you know, them getting him. But I, I, that he needs to feel the warmth of his seat. Give me a hot for take. sure. What's up? Give me a hot take. Something you think that's that that you've been thinking could happen, but you know, if it did, it'd be like crazy. Hmm. I think Odell's getting traded. That's my. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Odell's getting traded. Dale ain't starting the season with the Browns, yet. Oh wow. Interesting. Um uh wow. Um okay. I don't know. I mean, I got some interesting thoughts and theories, but I don't really consider them hot because uh I just don't think the teams and players are that interesting. Um I think uh Mitch uh what's the guy's name? Uh, Andy Dalton, I think he's gonna be a star quarterback for the Bears next year. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay. I know it's not hot. And I know it's not big, but I really think he's going to be the new star. He's going to be starting the a majority of the games in Chicago this year, and I think he actually do pretty well. Um, I I don't think Teddy Bridgewater will start a football game ne- next year if it's not because somebody gets hurt. I I'm starting to lean towards Teddy Bridgewater maybe going back to New Orleans. Has he signed yet? Nope, he's not signed. He has not signed at all, and I, I don't know. Maybe they be work, they're working out something with Drew Brees about how long he's going to be staying there. But I just, I just, I, everybody's ha, has has found a place to play already. Um, almost all of the quarterbacks are there for Jameis, but Marcus got a <laughs> Oh Lord, yeah, that's what that's who needed Jameis to New England. I'm calling it now. No, no, <laughs> now, now listen. To New England. Now listen, I would take Jameis in certain situations. I think there are some pretty, you know, reasonable situations for Jameis to actually play in. Um, but 
I I just like I, I would like to see Jameis. I can see Jameis in Pittsburgh behind Big Ben um for for like a year or two and then moving on. I can see Jameis also in Jacksonville. Um uh playing. I think he he you know the quickest opportunity to play in Jacksonville. Um, cause I think he, of course, I think he'd be better than Gardner Minshew. But um, yeah, I, I, I dang that yeah, Jameis at Jacksonville makes way too much sense to me right now. I don't think I could be talked out of that one. At this point, <laughs> that makes it it makes too much sense yeah, to I kinda, me. I, I kind of like that too. Yeah, and people and people in Duval County they love Jameis, of course, cause you know from winning the national championship at Florida State, but. I mean that's like a, a hop and a skip down the road. So that's that's Seminole territory, Duval County. So that just makes way too much sense to me. Um, I'll go ahead and say Philip Rivers throws forty touchdown next year for the but if he goes to Tampa, he'll throw forty touchdown passes. Damn. Okay. Him throwing it, the ball it, to 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 OJ Howard, Mike Evans, uh kid from Penn State. Um, yeah. I I Phillip Rivers and that offense, that gunslinging offense that Bruce Arians run, Phillip Rivers would throw forty intercept forty touchdowns. He might throw about twenty five interceptions, but he's gonna throw forty touchdowns in that offense if he goes to Tampa. I wanna see that. I wanna see Phillip Rivers in Tampa. Did you see on Diggs tweet? I did see the tweet. He really wants to get out of Minnesota. Um I know a lot of teams would want him. Does it happen? But uh when the, and then that news broke. Oh, we didn't even bring it up. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I don't know how this man keep getting deals like for handing the ball off. He got and deals. losing every important game that he's ever played in his life. Maybe he one has of the best agent of all time. <laughs> okay. I, I don't understand. I do not understand how this man keep getting deals. Um, like people are thinking that they can upgrade over there. And and Stephon Diggs, you know, coincidentally tweeted right after that. So I'm like, man, you know, this is. I just I don't I don't understand. Coincidentally, what you mean coincidentally? Yeah, like, like hey, look, I I need a new beginning. Like nobody wants to play with that spaghetti noodle arm, Kirk Cousins. Like if I mean I I think they would be better off with Teddy Bridgewater. I think they'd be better off with Case Keenum. Stephon goes to the past, man. I would take James Win. Oh oh man, I, I now now hey look, I like that I like that idea. That wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Stephon Diggs to the Patriots, that'd be good. Do you, the pass car. Right, but do you tell me this? Do you think that's what Tom Brady's waiting on to see if 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 uh, New England's going to make any moves? I would. I mean, it only makes sense to me. Like, if they're not going to make moves, like, so tell me if you think I'm wrong. Well, tell me if you think this is true. I feel like Brady's playing for legacy. I don't think that's a hot take or anything. I think it's just common sense. Like, he's not playing just to put up touchdowns no more. He's playing for legacy. He's playing for to win. Right. Right. He knows he can't win with damn Philip Dorsett, Julian Edelman, uh, Josh Gordon, Nikhil Harry right now. He can't. He can't with them guys. He right. needs weapons. He needs. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like about last year. It was not one play on the Patriots that you were scared of. No. Like, no, it was no. not one receiver that struck fear. All right. Julian Edelman, as good as he, he's a great player, but. There's, he doesn't strike fear in nobody's soul. He, I mean, unless he outworks you, that's really about all you're going to see. I'm so, telling you, nah. the team right now, I'm telling you right now, if I'm running, if I'm John Lynch and I'm running the San Francisco 49ers, I just got a second first-round draft pick. 
I'm picking 13, and I'm picking at, what, 31? Something I, like that. I am trading Jimmy Garoppolo to New England for their first rounder. And I'm signing Tom. I'm trading Jimmy Garoppolo for a first round pick for to a team that needs one. Uh, needs a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. I'm signing Tom Brady for a year or two. I, and I will have three first-round draft picks. I, I'm playing Madden GM right now. But I have three first-round draft picks. <laughs> uh, I could trade up and get any quarterback that I wanted in the draft outside of Justin Herbert. He's going to Cincinnati. But if I wanted to, I can go get to him. If I want Herbert, I can get Herbert. If I want uh, Love or uh, Jalen Hurst, whoever, whoever they want, they can do it. Um. And I can still get a year or two out of Tom Brady with three first round draft picks. I get Tom Brady plus three first round draft picks. I'm taking that all day, every day. Okay. Okay. But you know how I feel. I can't stand Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm just telling you now. Stephon's New England, bro. Like, we'll see, man. We'll see, man. But you know, um, did you have anything else on on any of the moves for the day? Nah, I'm just looking forward to sitting home tomorrow and hopefully watching Dallas do a little something, something. You know, if they do, great. If they don't, you know, don't expect it more. That's what Dallas does. They disappoint me when I see some action. So, yeah, um, man. Uh, I, I, I. I actually thought that was gonna. I actually thought Jerry Jones was gonna try to break the break the sports and you know break the sports cycle and do something crazy with a Dak Prescott deal. But you know, it just lets me know that Jerry's not sold on Dak, which I'm not sold on giving Dak thirty five plus million a year either. So I mean, I'm not even mad at that. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. And I'm also glad that the NFL is keeping everything going as far as like their operations going because that's still a form of entertainment for us outside of the game. It's also the drama and everything else that plays out, the transactions, and you know that's all part of the NFL. So I'm still glad that that's still going on for us. Um, right. I'm glad they just like, oh, we're not, we're not, we're gonna cancel all our operations. Like, oh, that because that would have done it for me. Like, if we wouldn't have had a day like today. Um, that would have been like that would have been difficult, but uh, I'm glad the NFL is still pushing along. The draft is still going to be going on, regardless. In um, in Las Vegas, everything is still set now. As far as like there might be some changes with the attendance and all of that stuff, which I still think is ridiculous. But um, oh, there is no attendance. They it sounds like they're gonna go back to old school where they had them TV screen. Uh, you know, guy talking. That's podium, fine. But not the podium, but just like talking. Period. But yeah, there there won't be a TV screen. I mean, there won't be an audience from what I just read on. Well, ESPN, hey, so. look, that's fine. As long as that draft still going the same day, um, and that that'll be next month, right? We got the draft. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 vastly fastly approaching. So I'm I'm excited about that, and um, seeing you know you know you know mock drafts will start looking a lot better and a lot more accurate as far as team needs once you know this free agency period come uh, go by, but. Man, I'm excited, man, about these transactions. Hopefully, we can start getting some sports back soon. But um, uh, did you have any questions from the crowd before we sign off? Um, no, nah, I didn't. Um, if I did, trust me, we'll get to them next time. Uh, yeah, uh, nah, not right now. But I'm sure I'll have some whenever, you know, 
free agency kind of gets a little further into it, but nah, not right now. All right, man. Well, um, it's, it's us signing off, man. Appreciate all the support. Y'all know where to find us at. If you're listening right now, you definitely know. Um, uh, appreciate all the support, man. Y'all be safe out there. Um, that's all I got, man. Peace. Yep. Peace.